We have a call-in question today all the way from Darwin, Australia, from Donna, E4A student, who's also a judo practitioner. She's been a part of our nutrition program. She's done E4A Elite. She's also worked with me one-on-one on nutrition in preparation for her Oxfam walk, which was an overnight team endurance event in Australia last year. Incredible. She's an incredible athlete, incredible burgeoning photographer as well, and a mom who called in this question. Hi, B. It's Donna from Australia. My question is, of the many people that you have had try eating for abs, what are the common features of those who achieve the most? Welcome to Coach B Daily. I'm Coach B Moore. In this podcast, I share information that will help us achieve our health, athletic performance, and body goals more efficiently, which of course means to earn more progress in the same or less time or with the same or less effort. Today, I'll answer the question you just heard. But before we get started, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to this podcast, Coach B Daily, on iTunes and Google Play. I'd love it if you left me a star rating or a comment, a review to let me know what you think of the show. Also, you can send me your questions and feedback. I'm at Coach B Moore. C-O-A-C-H-B-E-M-O-O-R-E on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow this conversation on Facebook.com slash Eating for Abs. And this podcast is an offering of EatingForAbs.com where you can find out more about working with me and my team direct. Donna asks, what are the common features of people who have achieved the most via E-Fray instruction and the time that we spend together? And immediately a short list of people came to mind. For the sake of this conversation, I'm thinking of the high achievers, those who achieve the most. And what are the commonalities that I see? What are the repeat patterns that I see in those people? And I I had to sit on this question for a little while to not knee-jerk response and really delve into recollection of those people, uh, what their efforts were like, and what the common trends were. My number one thing is engagement. It's how often do you come to the table? How often do you participate in your own saving? I, I have a, there's a running joke. I was on a beach one day with my good friend, Dwayne, who is a retiree from the Coast Guard. And we were talking about using a flashlight to signal ships, uh, and things like that, doing signal fires and things. And uh, he, of course, referenced SOS. And I said, no, we need to change that to SYS. He said, what's SYS? said, save yourself. Engagement is huge. How active of a participant are you in saving yourself? And another analogy, I, I often, I've written about it before, an analogy of us getting in a car is kind of the journey we take together. And there are three positions that any given person may choose to take. If you're the person who's commissioned the ride from here to there, you could take one of three roles. You can say, hey, I'm going to be the driver. And someone else will navigate for me, which would be me. Or I'm going to be a passenger and I want to be carried the whole way. Or I'm going to stand behind the car and I'm going to push. Those three positions are real. And I see an array of them. I see a disbursement of those when people who come to to, uh, seek help with achieving their goal. And those people who achieve the highest are the pushers. The people who get involved, they engage in the process. They're not trying to passively ride the wave and see what happens because that's a, that's what's going to happen then. That's a recipe for lack of success. At least be a driver. At least continue to drive with better advice, number one. But if you want the best, push, get out, be the driving force behind your own saving. That's the deal. Second on my list, these people who have achieved the most have had a goal and a reason to stick to it. 
their approach wasn't one of just flash in the pan. It's people who have a goal and then a reason to stick to it. So that when the work actually shows up as work, you don't bounce off it very easily. You say, there's a reason I'm here. There's a reason that I'm okay with being uncomfortable because discomfort is part of the process. Right? We're, comfort, a.k.a. lasagna, or a.k.a. not feeling any, not activating your muscles, or sitting on the comfiest chair, is not the direct path towards what you are trying to do. The progress you're trying to make involves getting uncomfortable consistently in a measured, tangible way under great advice. That's, that's my number two. People who have a goal and have had solid reasons to stick to it. Either they be health reasons or they be um, athletic performance reasons or, um, you, know, you know, just tired of being tired reasons. Those are, those, are, those are common. And my third is flexibility. People who have come on board and who have been willing to try things a different way. Because the way that you've done it before has led you to where you are. You've done the same thing over and over again or have stopped doing things. And therefore, you've got to be ready to try something new. You've got to be flexible. You, you, you've got to be willing to not know everything. You've got to be willing to say, hey, I'm going to not only engage in the process, head towards my goal with my goal in mind, but I'm going to be willing to trust the process, trust the person I'm with, and also be an active participant in the problem solving so that I can amend my lifestyle to the requirements of what we're going to do. So flexibility is the third is the third deal. And and I have one bonus that wasn't on my list. The bonus to me of those high achievers is also if I think back on specific people, the time that they spent working on self-improvement wasn't a flash in the pan deal. It was a necessary component in a lifelong campaign. Meaning I already do go for walks. I already do, um, you know, I've worked on my sleep or I'm, I'm, I've got my education down. I've, I'm going to school. Uh, I'm spending time with family. I'm doing very positive things. I'm going to church or, you know, whatever. And these things aren't a one-off type deal. And neither is my approach to nutrition, wellness, fitness. It's a longevity approach. I'm coming here to gain the knowledge and the tools and the experience that I can recreate over a lifetime and spiral up towards better living? I think it's a fantastic question. Thank you so much, Donna, for asking. This is Coach B Daily, the podcast, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.